Welcome to Long Beach Locals, a podcast presented to you by Active Life, located right here in Long Beach, New York. On this podcast, we're going to be connecting you with other local businesses and the people who run them so that you can get to know their stories. In today's episode, we are talking to Harrison Davis, the owner and founder of Athlete Protocol, located upstairs at the Ice Arena in the Rec Center. In this episode, you'll hear Harrison's origin story of starting his gym in his garage to creating a sports performance facility that has helped hundreds of athletes compete at some of the highest levels or just bringing out the best side of the youth. Like many great entrepreneurs, Harrison believed there was a great demand for a sports performance place in the city of Long Beach. He knew Long Beach had standout athletes that, with a little bit more guidance, could send a lot more of them to compete in high-level environments or preparing to send them off to college with a scholarship or just being able to continue to play the sport they love the most. Over the last few years, Harrison has developed an unquestionably strong community with the athletes that is growing day by day. By bringing high-level energy into each session, the athletes continue to raise the bar higher and developing friendships with other athletes they potentially will compete against. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite platform to listen to future podcasts. If you have a business here in Long Beach and would like to be featured on a future episode of the podcast, please send an email to info at activelifelongbeach.com. We'd love to connect with you and highlight your business right here on Long Beach Locals. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of LB Locals. I'm your host, Justin Mosley, brought to you by Active Life Long Beach. Today with me, I have the Harrison Davis of Athlete Protocol. Harrison, thank you for joining us. Of course, of course. Great to be here. So, who is Harrison Davis, the face of Athlete Protocol? How did this happen? So, I, uh, all this stuff kind of uh, got into from playing soccer. I played pretty much every sport under the sun. Mm. Um, you name it, played it rugby, even played cricket, which is funny enough. <laughs> um, and then all of my like sports and everything, I've cultivated into kind of forming this. My two favorite things in life was helping people and sports. So I kind of molded it together uh, to make Athlete Protocol. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to know as well, like how did the facility itself come about? I know you started in your garage, which is sick. Uh, everybody has a great story yeah. to hear. I want to hear about that. Yeah, so just like Disney, I started my garage. Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, it was fun because I had I was starting to do like personal training stuff. Um, I had grown some athletes. I was out in the gym in Amityville. Uh, had some people out there. Then COVID hit. Bought all my stuff the week before COVID, and then arrived the day before everything happened. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so I had my gym loaded up. It was not a big space, enough to fit me and two athletes. And then all the athletes from Massapequa, Amityville, over there, they would drive down because no one had anything else better to do, and they would come work out. And then slowly kind of grew from there. Yeah. So how long have you had the name Athlete Protocol, and has this been open itself? So unofficially, <laughs> I've had the name since sophomore year of college. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah. I created that. I was, I was in art. I didn't really, not a big <laughs> art guy, you could tell. Uh, and I was thinking of just different things. Uh, business models, stuff that I like to do. I was pre-med at the time. Mm. Um, and the school I went through, Springfield College, is very big on exercise science. So I took an exercise science course. After that class, I had art. I couldn't think about art that day. <laughs> so I wrote down what I wanted because it intrigued me, whatever uh, they was talking about that day. And then I wrote down Athlete Protocol and all the stuff that I wanted to do with it. Um, 
through there, yeah, pretty much just started in college and then I was overseas. I learned a ton more. I got grew experiences, grew up too, um, and then came back here and officially started it around two and a half, three years ago, yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Cheers. Thank you. So what services are provided here? This isn't your stereotypical gym that other people are used to mm -hmm. seeing. There's not like a membership type. What is the services that are here? So here we train uh, everyone from middle school uh, all the way to professional athletes. Um, that's mainly in the afternoons. And we also do some adult trainings in the mornings. Um, but our main focus here is the athletes, uh, helping them grow to achieve their goals. Our goal here is to help them achieve their goals. And if they did that, we did our job 100%. I can imagine how rewarding that is, too. I know we see all the flags all around here and all yeah. the influence that you've actually created with these kids. Why Long Beach? Um, so, funny enough, my uh, family, we all moved down here. Um, and then, not just me, everyone immediately clicked down here. We grew up in a town pretty close here, Merrick, uh, Long Island. Um, it, down here in Long Beach, you could tell it's just, it's a different, it's a, it's a community. Mm -hmm. um, everyone looks out for each other. Um, everyone kind of like supports each other. Um, basically when I was here too, like even being in this facility, watching the high school games, there's kids that are graduated and parents that have graduated kids and they still come down and watch the games. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I asked them, I was like, why are you guys here? Like, oh yeah, it's Long Beach hockey. It's like it's our town. And I was like, that does not happen in my old yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially being from here, having like hockey as one of our main sports has always been sick. And ha mm -hmm. especially having a rink in the actual town has been such a big like community builder people come in oh, here yeah. rage go crazy for the high school hockey games and also training the sharks is also a big privilege in the lightning having these kids seeing them out on the ice and building their athletic careers with hockey yeah the kids are great i love all the hockey kids uh all the sports i train the kids are just fantastic down here they're really hard-nosed kids so it's obvious that sports have played a big influence in your life mm -hmm. what do you feel like sports have provided for you in the most positive light so my biggest thing in sports I learned and also learned in the gym also is delayed gratification. That is one of the biggest things I've learned. I think everyone learns uh, with sports. If you put in the work, you're going to get the reward. It might not be the reward you want, but you'd be hell of a lot closer than when you would if you didn't do that work. Obviously, mm -hmm. like my senior year in college, um, I was like one of the uh, I was one of the captains. There was three of us. We got our team together. We got situated everything to make ourselves get to like that championship. Mm -hmm. We got to that championship. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way. But if we didn't do all that stuff, months and months and sometimes even years lit before, we would have never got there. We probably would have finished like fifth, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, it's just learning that through sports and like translating that to life. Like if you put the work in, you will get closer and closer to your result. Even if it's not your full result, You'd be hell of a lot closer than if you didn't do it. And I'm sure you have all those friends from college that you played with and gotten so far with that you still keep in touch with. You make lifelong friends with the sport. You guys all come together in the off season, especially during the falls, the first uh, sports in like of the season. How does that play like with you? Do you still keep in contact with the people you used to play with? How and if you do, how much has that impacted like your life today? Yeah, I pretty much everyone since I was very young. Honestly, I have. Kids I played with when I was tw uh, 20 years old, when I was 20 <laughs> years ago, and I'll be in a store and something be like, "What's up, Harry?" And I go, "Oh, I like I played them with them 20 years ago." And even if I don't keep in touch with them, I, sport just creates so much of a bond. Mm -hmm. if, I personally think if you go through something together with people, 
that bond is inseparable. For what sure. it could be my, me and my soccer friends going through like preseason, we had one of the worst run tests. <laughs> but the second we were done with it, we all celebrated and everything like that. If you go through hard stuff together, like hardships, your bond is pretty rock solid. For sure. Yeah. And I know like for my own personal experience after going through college football and everything like that, coming into a program that wasn't the most ideal and then turning it all around, I still keep in contact with all my uh, old player, all the players I used to play with and everything like that. Um, the memories that we'd make together, just lifelong friends and being able to build something bigger than ourselves, coming from all aspects of the globe. Like we had people from all over the world, different countries, states, things like that. And just to come together to play one sport for one mission and it was to win. Like it was interesting how everybody comes together for just this one thing and clicks so well oh 100 like when i was playing in sweden after uh college i still text them like mm -hmm. you know when you got when you're coming back we have to go to stockholm we have to go to yeah like, <laughs> I, you know whenever i can i'm gonna come back and and i wasn't there for too long but we also we all had the same drive we all clicked immediately they're a great bunch of guys mm -hmm. um but yeah it's sports is just it's connects you like honestly nothing else mm -hmm. just going through the hardships and grinding and working on it because you see who puts in the work and who doesn't too. So you know that what person's character is. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's fun to see. Yeah. And the best part about competition that I like is the two tales. There's two stories of competition. You have the winner and you have the loser. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what has competition done for you negatively? Have you felt like there's been a point where competition or sport in general kind of gave you less than what you were expecting? Well, yeah, well, I made it to that championship. We didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was uh, some of the negative stuff there is. I had to learn early on um, that, like, I was very gifted when I was younger. Um, and I didn't work insanely hard. Like, I first went to the gym realistically when I was – I took it really seriously when I was a sophomore in college. Um, so I didn't really uh, – take it too serious and if I took it more serious back I think I kind of gotten a lot farther in my playing career playing either staying overseas or anything like that and mm. I've learned that it was a negative but I've kind of twisted it more so into a positive where it's like all right now I can teach that mm. um it sucked for me <laughs> but I don't want it to suck for anyone else you know what I mean yeah that's huge you know like a lot of people don't appreciate the both sides of, of competition. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people take loss as a failure instead of a lesson and winning as just winning and rubbing it in people's faces and then just running with it and never knowing that adversity. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of my brighter sides of competition and sports in general as well is that understanding adversity, facing it and knowing or thinking you know it and thinking you have it all under control when sometimes things just don't go as planned. But that's also the way life is set up to be, which is also why I admire sports so much. Yeah, it's uh, if you don't, like when I was younger, I didn't know how to deal with it. Like I had to learn on my own, because unfortunately I didn't have a father figure, unfortunately passed away, but I had to learn on my own as like basically a guy, what to do and how to get over stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was challenging. It didn't take like a month. It took like years. I mean, it, sports could be an outlet for a lot yeah. of people, such as like you said for yourself right now. Like, yeah. It felt like an outlet. You had something to lean on mm -hmm. and always come back to, and it was always there for you. Have you ever had the experience of being told you weren't good enough in your sport? Um, 
Yeah, and I proved them wrong, which is cool. Uh, but I, yeah, I've definitely been told that you're not good enough. Uh, and I was like in the time where I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was really pissed off and was like, that guy, like, I, I, yeah, I am. And then it didn't work. And then he was right at the time. Mm-hmm. But then it worked. And I proved him wrong. Yeah. And that's a great way to respond to that. How do you talk to kids who come to you in your facility saying that they've been hit with these negative responses or these comments and things like that and they take it very harshly? How do you approach it to them? So I'm also very much a person that's, I keep it real, but I also keep it optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd say is, what, what do you think? Like I asked them the same question. Like, do you think you're good enough right now? Um, say like one of the, I had a basketball player. He came in, he's like, oh, my coach just started me. He's like, I'm like, I'm better than this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sat him down. He's like, do you think you're good enough right now? Or the things that you think you can work on to make yourself better? And he's like, yeah, I guess there's like one or two things we can work on to make yourself better. He goes, so take it. You can bury it as like motivation, but then work for it. Like mm-hmm. you don't, nothing is rock solid. Trust me, I've learned nothing in this life is rock solid. Everything can change. For sure. Um, so if you work on it and you take that as motivation, I mean, why can't you accomplish it? Mm-hmm. Why can't you be better? That's just you thinking you. No one else thinks of that stuff. That's just you thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm sure the conversations you have with these kids that come in, because they look at you as a role model, you know, like you're doing something for this community that it's never had. Long Beach has never had a facility as beautiful as this and the access that you are giving these kids. Um, I'm sure all of them look up to you and give you a lot of praise and talk to you like that big, that higher figure of somebody Mm -hmm. who's done it, who's been told the odds are against them and show them the brighter side of things. Mm -hmm. What I want to know too is, is there a comeback story? Do you have one that is in the back of your head, something that you bounce back from that you you mentioned, like somebody told you you weren't good enough and you proved them wrong? Was there any other scenarios that came up in your head that was like, I did that? Yeah, so when I was a freshman, I did my freshman year, I got really got into lifting my sophomore year, more, more towards the end of my freshman year. Because my coach came to me and he goes, hey, listen, our recruits are coming in, they're coming in from the South. And you know they lift in the South. They're big boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where's he going with this? He goes, if you don't start lifting and start eating right and going to nutritionist and going to strength coach and taking like serious, then you're not starting. You're not going to be playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like shock. I was like, what? Yeah. He goes, cause he, he also knows as a coach, he's a great coach. Honestly, mm-hmm. fantastic coach, coach Siebert, shout out. <laughs> uh, but he told me exactly what I needed to hear because I was not, I was a person that needed to be told exactly what I need to do. This is how you do it and then run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I'm, once again, I'm also a realist. I tell how it is. I want to hear how it is. He told that to me, and I was like, okay. So I was shocked at first. I was like, oh, what does he say? He's whatever. And then I saw the kids who came in, one of the camps. I went, all right, I'm going to start a lift. I'm going to get really into lifting. I get really into eating right, and I have to be bigger. And then the photos between my freshman year and my sophomore year, you'd be like, that is not the same person. Maybe we could tag them on the bottom yeah. so everybody can see <laughs> I them. Can send them to you. <laughs> Um, at that point, when you had that that moment where you were kind of figuring out that, all right, you have people coming in, people are looking to take my job, did you feel like you had a sense of like ath- uh, athlete identity crisis? Um, yeah, because I always thought like I'm that guy mm-hmm. on my teams. I was always that guy. I was I wanted to be 
pompous or anything like that. It's just confidence in myself. I'm, I'm athletic as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used that, but I never worked with it and to improve it even more. I've always just used what I was naturally gifted. Mm-hmm. But um, as like that saying goes, like talent beats what was it? What was it again? The hard work beats talent when talent. Uh, no, yeah, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. There you go. That's exactly. And I had that on my phone. Because if I didn't do that, any of that stuff, I wouldn't have played. I would have played overseas. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't. I probably would have been so pissed off. I wouldn't have this. Yeah. So, uh, so it. It's just you have to work. You have to do it. Yeah. And there's no way around it. Uh, the only way around is excuses, and it just that's not going to work. Trust me. And that's one of the big things I like to tell my young clients as well about um, when you play. Be act like you've been here before. It's all, I don't walk onto the field with the butterflies. The butterflies are going to come. They're going to always be there. But after the first hit or the first play or whatever it may be, shake it off. It's this. This is who you are. This is the player you are. And visualize it the night before. Visualize you making that big play. Think about you doing these big things that you always, you trained so hard in the offseason for. And yeah. now that you finally have the opportunity to execute it, the only thing stopping you from doing that is yourself. Yeah, 100%. Like those butterflies, you earned it. That's yeah. a privilege. Don't think it's scary. That's getting the you chance. want those butterflies. Get, get the chance to walk out on that field yeah. feeling that. Like a lot of the kids on the sideline don't get to notice, feel that, or get that sensation of like, I'm actually on the field. I'm actually here doing the thing. I'm actually on this. Like I'm feeling these butterflies. I'm doing this. I'm out here, and this coach trusted me to be that other guy on that field, mm-hmm. which is always something to think of. That's also a great way to put it. Is that like, it's a privilege? If you, if you want to play under the lights. Stadium's packed. Say my instance, you, in your instance, you score a touchdown. My instance, I score a goal. And they're screaming your name like, yeah. That, euphoria right there. That's everything. I, I, I love that. That mm. is what I love. When I had that happen in my college experience, I was like this. I like felt I was elated. It felt like I was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I agree. Yeah, like there's nothing that beats winning the championship or doing something that your team worked so hard to finally. You guys all came together in the offseason, 0-0, and built it all the way from scratch to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of clawing, a lot of kicking, screaming, crying, blood, sweat, tears, you name it. It's it's all there. But it comes with, like I said, the two tails of cha- competition. You have a winner and you have a loser. And it's just, you know, it's always good to know what both tastes like. Yeah, you know? that, that celebration is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and losing isn't the best, but it's that like... celebration oh, is so much fun. Yeah. Um, what is the motivation for providing the service that you have right now to the youth of Long Island? I really want... like my, my One of my ultimate goals is to really make like Long Island a hub of sports. Uh, there's so many athletic kids here um, that just... They're trying to catch up now because now they're starting to lift up here. The South was lifting so much earlier. Mm-hmm. So was the West. So And now it's slowly creeping its way up here. Um, but there's so many athletic kids here, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I just want to help grow that uh, to a point where it's like you're getting these huge college scouts or professional scouts coming to Long Island games. Mm-hmm. It was unheard of when I was playing. When yeah, you were playing. same, same. So I want – like my goal is to help – develop that um and I, we've had some big names like schools here like we have like michigan's virginia's like big schools and all of them yeah. yeah yeah penn state the girls uh providence huge school like mm. that's like my goal and it's not just for me going kids going crazy d1 schools like i want to help kids 
go to what their dream school is. Like, there's ton, there's D1 schools here, there's D2, there's D3. I want kids to be happy in their sport and where they go. Yeah. D1's not always cracked up to be sometimes. Yeah. I, I played D3, you played D3. It was mm-hmm. amazing experience. I loved it. I really wouldn't change it. And competition is just as high. People, we sometimes like, even higher. Even higher. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like we, I remember we got a lot of transfers from D one schools, and mm-hmm. it was they were saying like the competition down here is just as difficult. Maybe the speed is a little bit different, but it's still very hard nosed. People are coming in, doing their job, and looking to take jobs. You know. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you knew as an athlete that you know now? Where do you want to start? Uh, <laughs> I once again, I wish I knew. From, because I had, honestly, there's kids in here that are starting sixth grade and they're learning movements. Mm-hmm. I wish I did that. I wish I was. It, well, I mean, runners were really around that, like when I was growing up, and it was, but it was like you to really search for it. Mm-hmm. I wish I just did that, because now these kids are set up to go, and they're uh, physically proficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're prepped and ready to go. A lot of the kids I've never had knock on wood, never had any major injuries, no ACL tears, no poles or anything, like, or like, sorry, strains. Um, and these kids are, are ready to go and playing every game, and they're knocking it out of the park. Uh, like I had a girl come, um, and she was uh, marking the number one forward for lacrosse, and she's like she didn't touch the ball and she gave me a big smile when she walked in i was like how'd the game go? she goes she didn't touch the ball <laughs> and i was like you know what that makes you she's like what she goes that makes you number one now yep. and she had a big smile on her face crushed the workout mm. so her confidence skyrocketed and it's crazy how much of an influence these like we do provide for these kids and especially mm-hmm. you like you're doing it to the masses like you're really helping a large chunk of a number of kids mm-hmm. I know I see the kids coming in all the time talking about their games before or how practice went or it's like oh I did that thing that you told me to do or try um, I think that's awesome you know like that's something that a lot of people sometimes don't get that feeling where it's like I just helped this young kid get a whole lot better and mm-hmm. They might not think of it as hard, harshly as they are now because you're a lot older right now and you could see it, but it's something that they'll remember you down the line and be like, Coach Harrison taught me this. He gave me this kind of insight and light to the other side of competition and helped me bring out the athlete that I actually am and help mm-hmm. me get over that athlete uh, identity crisis. Yeah, and I, like something that's cool too is like they're all the college kids, pretty much most of them, if not all of them, like there's a huge group of college kids that have a group, big group chat. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I told them before they leave our time, like, if you need anything, call me. Let me yeah, I can talk on the phone for hours. I don't care. I had one of the girls call me and she was like, yeah, like my coach doesn't play me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and we, I talked her through it and like, what do you think? Why do you think that? Let's work backwards. Why do you think that? What do you think the problem is? Have you talked with your coach? Are you doing the necessary things that you think you need to be in the starting position? And over, we talked for about like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, thank you, thank you. And then now she's starting. And that was going to be one of my follow-up questions is how in contact are you with these kids? Like you have all these flags, tons of different universities, colleges, mm-hmm. the top-level sports, all, level, all levels of sports. Do they reach back out to you? Do they, are they always in contact with you? Are they always coming back, seeing you, and getting back to it? Like, how was that? Actually, just before this, one of the girls texted me to come back. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm back. I'm back early. Can I come in Friday? I go, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it's great because they all love coming back and they've made, they've all made friends with each other. Like there's a big mm-hmm. group, I think it's like 18 girls now, that are just great friends. Mm-hmm. They hang out, they go to games, they go to each other's games, they watch each other's uh, live streams. They're like, oh, a great goal. They text each other. There's a big group chat. Um, 
and they bring others in and people are like, oh, this is like completely different than what I've been to before. Like everyone likes to push each other here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, one of the girls was saying at other places, they just tear each other down. Like trying to one up each other. I go, no, no, no. Family. AP yeah. family. That's what I mean. It's, it's a family here. We, everyone tries to build each other up. Um, one, of those, one of the girls' birthdays the other day. I get a message on my phone at 7 a.m. Happy birthday to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Everybody. Everyone knows. Yeah. And then it's like 40 messages saying, mm-hmm. happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And I think that's really cool of the, the culture that you've developed here. You know, like you said, like not too many, or what they're used to, other facilities may not provide that. They yeah. are just like everybody else is trying to tear each other down. It's like, oh, I played this girl in, in week three, so I'm not going to want to like push her or make her do better. It's like the complete opposite here. You guys, you really have built a culture that it's, meant to help the other person and it's not just about your sport it's bigger than that and being an athlete is bigger than that you have a big responsibility to hold to yourself and to the facility that you're representing i'm sure the kids that you do train and when they go back go to college they're proud to say i go to athlete protocol Mm -hmm. i we do this at uh the gym i work out at home like this is this isn't new like we've been here before yeah usually the strongest ones there too yeah (laughs) (laughs) not a coincidence (laughs) how does that make you feel like when you hear things like that like client testimonials client wins them reaching out to you what what kind of feeling does that give to you no it's amazing uh like pretty much all the girls when they go into their first years uh girls or guys or college whatever like they're not usually when you're a strength coach in college you treat the freshmen as like brand new they don't know anything Mm mm-hmm so you have like a section which is like freshman, sophomore, and then go different groups. Most experienced, obviously, are seniors. Mm-hmm. Most of them are tr- working out with the seniors now because they know how to do all that stuff. Where they know how to do it, and they're lifting the similar rates with the seniors. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to understand that, like, what I'm doing here is making a difference, and it's they're prepared to go in because once you go into school, there's so many stressors. Yeah. Um, like getting used to classes, doing other stuff like that where I want that to be the last thing on their minds. It's like, what am I doing? They go, okay, I know how to do this, I know how to do this. Okay, I'm good, I'm good. And that was definitely one of the bigger things I came across when I went to college was knowing how to lift. Like that, it got me into my friend group. It got me into getting away from being in my shell Mm -hmm. and made people wanna get up and talk to me. Because people were like, one, you're really strong, you're a very nice guy, but no one would have noticed that until I stepped up, said something, or performed the way I did. And it's not saying that I, Oh, like everybody has to perform spectacularly. It's just you coming in with a sense of I belong. Like yeah. I'm supposed to be here. It's not a sense of I, I'm I'm lost. I don't belong at the school. I don't belong with this team. I don't belong in the sport. And it has a lot of people questioning their their identity as an athlete. Like why am I going with all the older kids, but they're all way past me and things about like along those nature, like along that nature. Yeah, and it makes it easier because when they're lifting with them, they're obviously they're talking together too. So it's not the freshman talks in their own group. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be lifting with the older crew, and it's easier for them to just like get in and talk with them and make friends with the people throughout their uh, team. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was a cool thing. I got a text from one of my friends who's a strength coach at one of the schools, and he goes, "Your girl can lift." I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you reflect your core values onto your athletes? So a lot, basically, a lot of stuff we don't hammer them crazy in the beginning, obviously, because a lot of kids are brand new to lifting. And it's the last thing I want to do is bombard them with more stuff. They get petrified, right? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, my God, there's so much information here. Like, I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I will sprinkle it in over time where I see it's fit and necessary. Um, where some people I can do right away because they're like, they're hard-nosed. They know they can take it right away. 
Um, other people have different, obviously different personalities. You have to sprinkle it in lightly over the course of time. One you can go right away, sprinkle, and then it obviously is a barrier in between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So you have to know as a coach, you have to be a people person. You have to. If you're not, then I'm sorry, you find another job. Yeah. But uh, you have to know how to treat each individual person differently and the whole together too, especially if it's like a team, like yeah. a hockey team. And especially all the kids coming from different areas of life, different uh, communities, different cultures, different everything. If you can't meet everybody where they're at, then you're going to have a hard time bringing them together as a team. So it's a funny thing. It's a lot of, uh, I heard this from like Mike Boyle actually. It's either you have to give people, I'll refrain from cursing, poop. <laughs> some people have to give people poop. Some people have to give people ice cream. Because some people have hard, bigger hardships, you gotta give them ice cream. Some people have not so bigger, you gotta give them poop. So mm -hmm. it's a kind of like a, a like push and pull yeah, the push two pull. of them. I agree. That's that's a great way to put that. Honestly, yeah. hi. Um, can you reflect on? Some, oh, uh, we already covered that actually. I want to know about your new app. I know you said you have a brand new app. It's, yeah, it's I didn't up, make it. It's uh, up and running, <laughs> but it's really cool. You get the athlete protocol logo right on it. Yeah, I didn't make it. Uh, I wish I did. I wish I was that smart. But uh, no, it's a um, so the app is you can download the app, create a username, um, and it has all of our scheduled trainings on there. It has the plans on there too. Uh, it's actually a social media, not like social media. It's a social area mm -hmm. where you can ask questions to me or any of the coaches, and we'll also post stuff on there too. We're gonna start uh, in a few weeks because it's still kind of brand new, so we're still gonna run up and running. Each day you'll have a new topic where it's gonna be nutrition training lifestyle, habits, blah, blah, blah. And we'll post that just to members, for just members who can see. And then you'll get all that information. And if you have questions on it, you can reach out to us. And we can elaborate on it more. That's impressive. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of, uh, I want to I wanna give them, everyone that works out here, whether it's the athletes, some of the adults, the best possibility for them to succeed, because that's ultimately our goal. That's why I made this place. I want kid, uh, either kids, kids, athletes, anything to succeed and have every resource possible that I can find <laughs> Yeah, uh, to give it to them. Yeah, honestly, it's just giving the clients everything to set them up for success. And it's just a matter of them applying that knowledge that you provided them and for them to use it. Pretty much. You yeah. know, because knowledge is power, but it's not, it's only powerful if you apply it. Yeah. So. And I'll ask them about it too. Like, hey, did you see Tuesday? Like, what was Tuesday's post? Did you put it into effect? Like, what did you do with it? We mm -hmm. also like, Every, so we do our training too in sessions. So we have fall, winter, spring, and summer. That's for our athletes. Um, each, beginning of each session, it's around three, three and a half months. Winter's a little bit longer because the winter season is a little longer. I hate winter. <laughs> um, but the, so what we do is we have, beginning of each session, we have goals. Um, I wish I had the goal sheet with me, but it's basically, we do smart goals. So what your goal is, we have school, uh, gym, and sports. You write what your goal is for each one of those. Um, how are you gonna accomplish those goals? I usually tell them to like, work backwards. So what do you need to do? Because at the end of the session, you, the winter session, you wanna have that goal finished or get as close as you can to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third one we have, what challenges are gonna come up for each one of those goals that you are gonna overcome? Say like, um, I have basketball in, basketball starting up, say next week. Oh, I'll come to the 6 a.m. classes. Or I'll have like meals ready to go because I want to hit a certain calorie goal. Hmm. Um, different things like that. Same thing with school. Um, I tried, I honestly don't try and check their grades too much. I just ask them. I hope they're very honest with me. 
because um, that is a different aspect. Mm-hmm. But I also will know invariably if their grades aren't good, mm-hmm. yeah. um, either from them or their parents. Oh, yeah, somebody's gonna reach out and say something. Um, someone will say something, um, and I'll help them with that. But that's why I also created like a almost like a mock study hall in here too. Like right behind this wall, there's like a lounge area, and there's two desks. Yeah, two desks, and you can do your homework there. If you need to, you want to come early, if you're like, oh, I don't have time to do homework, there you go. (laughs) That's awesome because I know a lot of kids who may feel like they don't want to go home to do their work or things like that. Now Mm -hmm. they have a safe space to come in and like have like-minded people around them. You know, that's something that um, not the lounge area, but with Active Life Long Beach, what we came up with was really framing the structure of what we're doing with them. Looks brilliant, by the way. I appreciate it. (laughs) We have phases, you know, like we have people, we want to frame it all out for them in a timeline so they know where they're at, meeting them where they're at Mm -hmm. and knowing there's a check-in at the end of your month. Like we want to know, are we still on the same goal? Is your goal changed? Is something different? Is something different to you? Like did anything come up that makes you feel less that we're getting away from the goal, closer to the goal and just wins, small wins. We always uh, do daily wins. Like how'd your day go? Did you do this without pain? Did you do... Uh, go hang out with your kids and did anything come up mm-hmm. if we have wins we address them if we don't have wins we still address them and same thing with here you address them you mm-hmm. tell them like this isn't just a you have to win and get better it's a place to just get better it doesn't matter win or lose yeah. always getting better well, I also forgot to mention with that winter stuff because it is three months long three and a half sometimes um, that halfway through we look over the goals and see if are they on par and if they're not then we gotta change something Exactly. So it's also hold accountability for me too. Like if I'm doing something and it's not working out and it's like our, say our vertical job isn't increasing. It's like, all right, I have to go back to the drawing board and I'll figure it out. But I want everyone to know that I'm actively trying to work towards those goals. And if something isn't working out, but it's your problem, then we got to sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Either readjust the goals because it's unattainable, right? Smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and timely right um and if it's not you if it's not attainable at all then we got to readjust them so you have to know how to like review it midway through adjust it and then go through but if it's bang on full steam ahead Uh, that's awesome because that helps provide not only value but it's the responsibility that you took in with your clients you wanted them to know like do you want this responsibility on yourself to make sure that they're getting closer to their goals and it's as efficient as possible? And if there's ways we can improve it or have to readjust and reevaluate, you do that. You take the time out and it's a very unselfish thing to do, which I admire. And I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I like to, I hold myself account to a very high standard. I hold them to a pretty high standard and every one of those goal sheets, they have to sign it, their signatures on it. And I hang it up in that lounge area. Every time I come in, I'm like, look at your goals. Remember that. Yeah. Look at it. Remember that. You wrote that. That's awesome. Is there anything you want to leave the viewers off with? Um, hmm, let's see. It's like a big philosophical or anything yeah, like that. No. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just wherever you're at, where it's your starting, whether you're in five years in, 10 years in, whatever, uh, say something didn't go your way, just those small wins adding up mean a big thing. Don't go for big wins. Go for small wins. Those small wins add up to a big win. 100%. I agree. Where can the people find you? So on every uh, social media, it's Athlete Protocol. 
So it's nice and easy to find me. Um, and then website, athlete-protocol.com. And our athlete protocol is located uh, 150 West Bay Drive, which is the Long Beach Ice Arena, uh, second floor. Yep, so you walk into the ice rink, turn to your right, second floor. You can't miss it, trust me. <laughs> Harris Davis, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you.